Okay, thank you for that special. How can I fear with Jesus? By the way, we have two visitors tonight. I would like to recognize them. would like to welcome Mariel Almabat and also Jessa Kato. Can you please stand? Palihog Tindog. Bisita na to. bisita. Okay, round of applause. Uh, thank you so much for being here. They're invited by Brother uh, Rebudim Jose. Okay, so it's preaching time. Let's prepare our hearts, our minds, and of course, our Bible. And uh, without much ado, we'd like to call our Pastor Reverend Silmo Bingay to preach to us the very word of God. Pastor, please. Thank you, special. Thank you, Sir Greg. And once again, good afternoon. Kindly open your Bible, please, uh, with me in the book of Luke. Please, in our Bible tonight. So. <clears throat> Luke chapter 22, we are going to read verses 31 up to verse 34. Luke chapter 22 and then verses 31 up to 34. I hope uh, you have your Bible with you. Uh, Luke chapter 22 verses 31 to 34. Kindly rise as we uh, give reverence to the reading of God's word <clears throat> in verse 31, Luke 22, 31, up to verse number 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as a wit. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the, crock, the cock shall not crow this day, before thou hast Thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. It's worthy of our meditation and, and our submission, Lord. We allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the word that is preached tonight. Thank you for your people. Bless your people as they listen to the word of God. Those that are listening and uh, taking part of the service in their homes, I pray their Father for your blessings upon them. And then, Lord, we also pray for everyone present here tonight that before we leave this place tonight, truly we can say you have blessed us. You have fed us with the word of God. And Lord, simply, humbly we come to thee in Jesus' name, in your precious, the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated tonight. I have entitled the message this evening, Trusting in the Prayer of Our Lord Jesus Christ for Us. In the uh, severest time of trials and adversities. In our severest time of trials and adversities. And the Lord told 
Peter in verse 31, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you. And then he says that he may sift you as a whip. Uh, the word sift means it, it is used to separate and retain the cores of uh, parts of the flower uh, with a sieve. A sieve or sifter or strainer. We, we understand usually <clears throat> easily in our, in our house we have strainer. It's a device for separating wanted elements from unwanted materials. So uh, we all have strainers in our, ha- uh, in our houses. And Ubana Inigo, uh, depending on how you use it. And the word of encouragement tonight that we receive, words of encouragement and consolation and hope that we receive from the word of God is that if we love God, and are called according to his purpose, if we are despairing of our own resources and looking to Christ for hope, we can claim this promise tonight that Jesus is praying for us. Amen? Jesus is praying for us and he will never let Satan destroy our faith and bring us to ruin. But I have prayed for thee in verse 32, uh, telling Peter, I have prayed for thee that thy faith, he's praying for our faith, that thy faith fail not when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And when you come to the place of maturity, Peter, Peter was saved, no question about that. But Peter uh, will go through a, the greatest test of his life and the Lord uh, can see that he will be failing, but that was not the end of it, the struggle of life. There will come a time that Peter will regain strength and that he will grow in faith and uh, he becomes stronger than uh, he was. And so Peter was instructed, said, when you get, uh, you know, when you, uh, time, the time will come when you become strong spiritually, then, then that's the time you strengthen your brethren. So remember this, Jesus is praying for us and he will never let Satan destroy our faith. He's praying for our faith. He will never let Satan uh, bring our faith to ruin or destruction. In John 17 verse number 9, Jesus said in his prayer, that's the Lord's prayer, in John chapter 19, Our Father, thou art in heaven, it's not the Lord's prayer. The true prayer of the Lord is made in John 17. Wherein, uh, in verse number 9, he says, I have prayed for them, referring to us. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. So, the Lord Jesus Christ is constantly praying for every child of God. And you can put yourself there. The trials and adversities of life can never it can never, they are never pleasant. But it is in them that we learn the secret of dependence, the secret of grace, the secret of hope of His presence. You see, none of us wishes for trials and adversities. But it is through those trials and adversities that God refines the metal of our lives. The Lord uh, molds us into His image. Just as, uh, just as metal is placed in a furnace and 
and uh, and then uh, heated so that the dross can be removed. And so God allows us to enter the furnace of affliction so that we might re- that He might refine and purify our lives. That's God's purpose for it. The devil will always try to find a way to attack us. And whenever we are forced to enter that furnace, uh, whenever we we receive the hardest blow of Satan's fist, the potential of pain is, remember this, is greater. In our text tonight, Peter, Simon Peter, is made to understand the fact that he is about to be tested. And who knows, you might be the next. He is about to be tested. And he is encouraged in this revelation by the fact that the Lord himself will take an active part in his trial. You're never alone. The Lord will always take care of us. His eyes will always be upon us during the times of our trials. Satan causes the trials of our lives. But God will protect us and God will aid us in those times. See, friend, remember that there is hope for us. We say there is, look at this, we can say that there is always hope. We still go through this pandemic. Remember this, the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. This passage will let us know that we do not have to fail in the attacks of life. We do not need to get totally defeated and uh, entirely give up the battle. Remember this, in the book of 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14, Paul the apostle said, Now thanks be unto God which, which, uh, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. The Lord gives us victory. Victory, remember that. And he will extend his grace to us. The Lord provides us the way. The Lord provides us the grace. The Lord provides us the strength. The victory we need. Remember that. So we always say in the name of Jesus. We are on the victor's side. If God be for us. Romans 8.31 If God be for us. Who can be? What a challenge. Who can be against us? Big question mark. Who can be? Against us. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. There hath no temptation. Taken you. But such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Claim the faithfulness of the Lord. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape. God finds a way. He will not take you out of the temptation. He might allow you to remain there but the Lord knows how to produce how to create the way to escape it and I like what he said here but will with the temptation not out of temptation but will with the same temptation will make a way to escape that we may be able to bear it first of all look at verse 31 the first major thought I would like to for us to see here verse 31 Now, I want to show you that Christ has revealed our spiritual enemy. He's revealing to us our spiritual enemy. The Lord said, Simon, twice he said, Simon, behold, what's the next word? Behold, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as a wheat. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, now look at this, Satan 
have desired to have you, that he, meaning Satan is determined to destroy your life. And uh, he's a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Um, that's the work of Satan. And uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in, in high places. So he, Jesus Christ reveals to us that we have an enemy. And his name is called Satan. Simon, Simon, in the midst of his bragging, so to speak. He said, Lord, I'm, I want you to know that I'm even willing to go to the prison and even die for you. In the midst of that, Jesus knows our strength. Jesus knows our strength. In the Bible, this enemy is called the devil 35 times. 35 times. Which means the accuser of the slanderer, accusing the saints before God, and, and uh, he maligns the character of God before men, both sides. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. So he appears constantly before God. Even until now, Satan has access to the throne of God. And so he goes there. What does he do? He's accusing the saints. He's bringing accusation before the saints. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ. Satan cannot bring accusation. He cannot raise question about us. Once you are saved, you are saved. And, and then he is also called the prince of the power of the air. And also called the prince of this world. He is also called the god of this age. And he is also called Abaddon Apollyon. What does that mean? Uh, the name mean? This name means destroyer, Abaddon Napoleon. And other designations of Satan, his name Beelzebub, which regards him as the head of the demons. So when you say Beelzebub, it refers to Satan being the head of the demons. He's also called the wicked one, which is descriptive of his evil character. He's called the dragon in the Bible. But the most popular name of this individual is Satan. Satan. And uh, if he's called uh, the devil 35 times, he's called Satan 52 times in the entire Bible. 52 times. He's called Satan, which means hater. And the enemy or adversary. And uh, he's the hater of both God and his people. He's the enemy of God and and the adversary of man. Satan hates God. He hates the Holy Spirit. And, but the full force of his hate is directed toward the Son of God. Why? He considers the Son of God as rival for place and power and honor. He hates. And so uh, uh, Peter was warned by the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter, Simon Peter, listen. Satan is desiring to have you. He just reported in in the throne of God and, and, uh, and uh, wanting, to, wanting to test you. Wanting to destroy your faith. In the context, Jesus was telling Peter that Satan has made a request actually. And uh, he had made a request to have all the disciples tested. The word desired means to demand or 
asked to ask for oneself. So he's desiring, he has been asking. By the way, the word, the word, uh, uh, the word is, you know, plural in nature. Which means it is, it is a request for all the disciples. Satan had desired to have you. And it's plural. Meaning to say every one of us. He's, he's desiring to have you, Andrew. He's desiring to have you, Peter. He's desiring to have you, tested uh, uh, Thomas. All of God's people are subject. Now, every now and then, he's finding ways to have us tested. We need to be ready. We need to be ready because you means you. Means all of us included there. And uh, all disciples, his demand is that he might ship them. And this is an, uh, an agricultural term actually that refers to the savage process of separating the husk or, or the wheat from the grain. And the wheat was crushed underfoot and uh, it was agitated or thrown into the air. And so the chop or husk uh, was blown away by the wind and all that was left behind was the good grain. See, Satan wanted to tear the, the heart of God by proving that there was no reality to the faith of the disciples. That was his, his point. I want to test these people and I want to prove to you that they are no better than the, 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 than the faith of, of Mr. Judas. Said uh, this, these people are only, only acting in their faith. There was no reality. Everything is made in drama. I said, I want to test them. But the real motive behind it all is to destroy us, actually. <clears throat> it's a destroyer. And uh, Satan wanted them to, they wanted to prove. And that the faith of the disciples are nothing. Satan believed that he could easily crush them. And uh, ship them and nothing would be left but a lost heart. I want you to know that each one of these 12 disciples of yours are not saved. So he had already done it with, with Judas. So he believed that he could do it to the rest. Remember that Satan had desired to have you. Underline the word you. It's in plural. Meaning all of us. Nobody exempted here. We're all open to the attack of Satan. Every Christian should remember that. First Peter 5 verse 8. Christian, we are, we, are, we, we are fighting a determined enemy this evening. <clears throat> he wants nothing more than to cut the heart of God by shifting your life and mine. He wants, he wants to prove to God that our profession of faith is fake. And that it's not genuine. That everything we say is fraud. And uh, notice please what happened in Job chapter 2 verse 1. To verse number 7. Open your Bible there please. In Job chapter 2 verse 1. To verse number 7. And um, he had already destroyed. The properties of Job. The health of Job. Had killed already the children of Job. But did not stop there. And he wanted to. Also hurt. The, the physical body of Job. Again, I like the word again there to remind us that Satan never stops. He would come again and again to find us. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves 
before the Lord. Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. What does he do? The Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and echeweth evil, and silly holdeth fast in his integrity, and, uh, and uh, although thou hast movest me against him, to destroy him without a cause. Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all man hath will, uh, uh, will he give for his life. And uh, but put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse thee uh, to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save thee. You can do whatever you want. Remember this, Satan can never afflict any child of God without God's permission. He can only do that provided the Lord approves it. So he has to uh, he, he has to ask permission from the throne of God, from the Lord himself. So Satan, verse 7, went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. Can you imagine? That is what he wants to do. And by the way, to be tested by Satan is not an easy thing. Remember this. We are never strong to fight against Satan. We do not have the strength, enough strength to fight again. We need the Lord. And I'm glad to know tonight that during those, those times of trials, the Lord is constantly praying, aware of what is going on in our lives. He's praying for us. Maybe you too are going through some severe trials and affliction, bodily or emotionally. Right now, remember this, the Lord is constantly looking after your welfare. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to ruin your life. He wants to uh, take away everything of value in your life and leave you with nothing. <clears throat> that is exactly what he did to Job. Job was left alone and had nothing. All his wealth were gone. His wealth was gone. His children were gone. Everything. He was left alone. That is what Satan wants to see in your life. Number two. Not only the Lord is telling us about the fact that we have a determined enemy that will never stop. Until he destroys us. Number two. Our Lord Jesus Christ reveals his love and concern for us. Not only reveals our enemy, but he wants to assure us and, and to all of us, whether today or in the future, the Lord says, you have my concern, you have my love. But he said, Hebrews 13 verse 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake. Whatever happens, we are in spiritual war, warfare, but remember the Lord will never leave us. Hebrews 4 verse 13 to 16, the Lord Jesus Christ is always on our side. Remember this. While all the disciples were in Satan's sight, Peter received the promise of intercession. The promise of intercession. 
There is someone who constantly prays for us. And that is the Lord. Jesus Christ. He is our high priest tonight. He is our intercessor tonight. He is seated at the right hand of God. Interceding. We have an enemy constantly uh, trying to attack us. Trying to malign us. Before the sight of God. Before the throne of God. But there is someone there. Seated on the right hand of God. With full authority. By the way he has been interceding in the behalf of the believers. And has never has never lost a case. Romans 8.34 Who is he that condemned it? It is Christ that died. Yea rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of the throne of God. Who also maketh intercession for us. Claim it. <clears throat> you, can, you can claim it tonight. He's making intercession for us. He's praying for us. Satan has desired to have you. Have you in verse 31. By the way, you as I have made mention is plural. But verse, look at verse number 32. Going back to our text, please, tonight. In Luke chapter 22. Go back to our text. First of all, look at, look at verse number 30, uh, 31 to understand it uh, more. Verse number 32, and uh, verse number 32, where's my, here. I'm looking for my, my verse there. Look at verse number 31, verse number 31 here. Satan desired to have you, Jesus Christ said. He told Peter, said he, he, he wants to help you. And uh, here, verse number 31, Satan hath desired to have you, meaning all of you, that he may sift you as a wheat. But look at verse 32, but I have prayed for thee. I have prayed. What's the difference between verse number 31 and verse 32? <clears throat> Satan hath desired to have you in verse 31. <clears throat> Plural, but the in verse number 32 is in singular. What does it mean? Well, Jesus for sure was praying for them all. He's praying for all of us. But he spoke especially to Peter. Because he knew that Peter was about to take the biggest fall of his life. Yes, he's praying for all of us. But it's a personal relationship between you and, and Jesus Christ. You can claim it. He is particularly looking at your case tonight. He understands you tonight. You can tell him about it. Go ahead and tell him about it. He's praying for you. Just a few hours later, Peter failed the Lord by committing an outright denial of any relationship with Jesus. Look at this please in verse number 54. Let's start reading verse 54. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest house. This is Jesus. And, and Peter followed him. Yes. He was still following him. But the problem is he was following afar off. At a distance. And uh, when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall. And were set down <clears throat> together. Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire, earnestly looking upon him, and said, This man was also with him. 
And you look at this. He denied him saying. Woman I know him not. And after a while. Another saw him and said thou art also among them. And Peter said I am not. About the space of one hour. This is the third time. After another confidently confirmed saying of truth this fellow. Also was with him. For he is a Galilean. And about and and Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest, and immediately this is the third time, while he yet spake the cock crew. Exactly what the Lord has warned Peter before this before the cock crow tonight, you will be denying me three times. Exactly. And he was bragging that how did he he, he was willing to die for the Lord. He was he was, yes, he was still following Jesus, but following afar off. He failed the Lord. The times of testing and failures will come in your life and mine. The times of testing and failures will come in your life and mine. But in the midst of them, let us take courage in the fact that we have someone pleading our case. And taking our part. Praying for us in heaven. Oh we, we, we take courage when people would promise to pray for us. Really it's amazing when people pray for you. If we only understand the importance of other people praying for us. We would be begging people to pray for us. There is something about the prayer of other people for you. And uh, you have to understand that. Uh, but the pastor may forget to pray for you. Your friends may forget to pray for you. But there is someone who never forgets to pray for you. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. as a promise. But I have prayed for you. For thee. <clears throat> so notice the word but. In verse 32. But I have prayed for thee. Satan has decided to have each one of you. And he will never stop doing that. But. It's a completely. It was turned around completely. By the fact that there is a prayer. A powerful prayer made by the Lord himself. I can trust that prayer. I can trust his intercession in my behalf. Why? Because he had been praying and praying and interceding. As I had made mention a while ago. He has done it. He has done it constantly. He has done it for other people. And not at one time has ever lost a case. When he pleads to the father. He would always win the battle. When Satan comes around. And, 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 and approaches the throne of God. And make accusation against us. Remember this. He's a defeated foe. He's a defeated foe. God will not listen to Satan. God will listen to his son. And God has proven his work to be effective by the cross. Now, but Satan may have his devices, may have his schemes to try us. But remember, once a prayer is made, all of Satan's schemes, all of his purpose, we'd all, we'd all, we'd all fall down and, and break into pieces. I always believe this. That is why I pray for the church constantly. Before the services, I always pray, Lord, Satan will do everything to cause destruction and, 
and, uh, and uh, problems in our services. But I, have, I am praying for the church and I am praying for our people. I am praying for our ministry because I always believe this. No matter how, how powerful Satan is, once a prayer is offered into the throne of God, then immediately Satan's purpose, Satan's schemes, his intentions will all fall down and break into pieces. He loses his authority. He loses his power when God's people pray to the throne of God. Remember that. That's how powerful prayer is. When the prayer is drawn from the heart and when the prayer is made in full faith, believing God, so remember this, a prayer will always cause the power of Satan to collapse and entirely lose its ability to hurt us. And that is the value, that is the value of prayer, the power of prayer. That is why we always say, no prayer means no power, less prayer means less power, and much prayer means much power. This is something that we must not take for granted. God has given us the privilege of prayer. And that is our number one tool against the spiritual, you know, enemies. Number three, Jesus also reveals to Peter. Not only revealing that we have an enemy, determined enemy. Secondly, he reveals to Peter his love and his care. And how wonderful it is for us to realize tonight that Jesus Christ loves us so much. In the midst of this pandemic, we are strengthened by the fact that Jesus Christ can protect us. Jesus Christ will love us. Jesus reveals number three to Peter and to the rest of his disciples that no matter what happens, the future is as bright as the promises of God. The future, you, have, you don't have to worry about the future, Peter. Why? Because the future is as bright as the promise of God. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. A child of God may backslide along the way. He may deny the Lord at a certain point of his life. But God will always give his children the benefit of growing in the faith. So remember, a child of God, no failure should ever be considered final. Because you failed in some way last year, that does not mean that you fail all the way through. There's always the, the, the privilege for us to regain. And uh, Jesus makes it clear, number one, that Peter will fall. And when thou art converted, means when you have repented, when you uh, attain to the highest level of spiritual maturity and understanding, Peter, meaning his full you know, he, he will fall, but, but will not be the final stage of his life. The Lord will give him the chance to come back to the Lord. And he will be used of the Lord in a great way. You don't stop and say, well, I have been a failure. I have failed the Lord, so I, that's, that's it. And uh, said, I do not desire to come back. I do not desire to regain. I have failed the Lord in many matters in my Christian life. My friend, God is giving you the opportunity to regain. God is giving us the opportunity to serve Him. That's the final. And uh, look at how the Lord 
uh, tremendously blessed and used the life of the Apostle Peter. Just consider this. Yes, he followed the Lord. He denied the Lord during the crucifixion time. But a few days after that, on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after that, this man stood firm and preached one of the, the he, he preached one of the powerful sermons in the entire word of God. On the day of Pentecost, more or less, 3,000 souls were saved in Acts chapter 2. Then in Acts chapter 5, he preached boldly before the Sanhedrin. In Acts chapter 5, even arrested, beaten, threatened not to preach the risen Christ, he was never afraid to continue. He regained the strength in Eden. And he was afraid. Uh, a young lady rebuked him and, 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 and telling him that he was one and immediately denied. Now, he could stand before the religious crowd and uh, the Sanhedrin, the law-making body of Israel at that time, and he stood firm. Why? God has given him the chance to regain. Satan have desired to have you, <clears throat> remember this plural, meaning all the disciples. Do you know how the Lord, uh, how Satan got, got them? Satan had desired, he made a request there. He wants every one of you tested. You, Thomas, he made a request for you. You, Bartholomew, he made a request for you. Every one of you. Now, let's take note how the devil got them. Matthew suffered martyrdom in Ethiopia. He was killed by a sword wound. That's how Satan got him. John, he faced martyrdom when he was boiled in a huge basin of, of boiling oil during a wave of persecution in Rome. However, he was miraculously delivered from that John was then sentenced to the mines on the prison island of Patmos. The one who wrote this, the book of Revelation. He was there. And, uh, and the intention was for him to uh, die in starvation and, and uh, uh, die in, in old age. Apostle John was, was later freed and returned to what is now modern day Turkey. He died as an old man. He's the only one among the twelve that died uh, peacefully. How about James? But the brother of Jesus, not officially an apostle. He was the leader of the church in Jerusalem. He was thrown from the southeast pinnacle of the temple over a hundred feet down. When he refused to deny his faith in Christ, then they discovered that James was still you know, he survived the fall, so the enemies beat James to death with the club. And this is, uh, this is thought to be some pinnacles where Satan had taken Jesus during the temptation. How about Bartholomew? He was one of them. Satan had desired to have you, Bartholomew. How did Satan get this man? Now known as Nathaniel, Bartholomew, Nathaniel. We have our Nathaniel here. And uh, so, pretty mom Julie, tawagon niyo Bartholomew. <clears throat> and uh, 
He was a missionary to Asia. He witnessed in present-day Turkey and, and was martyred by, for his preaching in Armenia, being played to death by a whip. How about Andrew? Remember Andrew? The, he was the, the brother of, of Simon Peter. He brought him to Jesus. Andrew, he was the one who brought Simon, I mean. The Baliman. Andrew brought Simon to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Simon was crucified on an X-shaped cross in Greece. After being whipped severely by seven soldiers, they tied his body to the cross with cords to prolong his agony. His followers reported that when he was led toward the cross, Andrew saluted in these words, I have long desired and expected this happy hour. About Thomas, the doubting Thomas, he was stabbed with a spear in India during one of his missionary trips to establish the church there. Matthias was stoned to death, then beheaded. The Apostle Paul was tortured with, uh, and then beheaded by the evil Emperor Nero in Rome in AD 67. Exactly, he desired that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Mga Bible students, mga men in the ministry, let me warn you, it's not an easy thing to be in the, in the, in the, in the, in the service of the Lord. It will cost us our lives. Because Satan will have us each to test our commitment in the ministry. I have gone through those severest times of trials and temptation in the ministry. You will pass through, each one of you will pass through to those times. Kining COVID-19, gas-gas lang ni sa atong maamtan sa ministry. There will be battles after battles in the ministry. I'm warning you, it will come. But, he, but remember this, if you're, if you're truly called of God, no matter what, mahagbong ang tibok langit sa inyo ha, ang tibok kalibutan sa inyo ha, God will preserve you. Because somebody is praying for you. Peter was crucified upside down on an X-shaped cross in Rome in fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy. In, verse, in John 21 verse 18. James 1.12 Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. There are five crowns. Crown of rejoicing. Crown of glory. Crown of uh, incorruptible crown. <clears throat> One of those five crowns is the crown of life. Meaning you have to be ready to give your life in the work of the Lord <clears throat> to receive that. Fifty million Baptists died during the dark ages because they refused to recant their faith. Fifty million Baptists. Yes, you see, genuine faith will falter. But it will never utterly fail. You need to write this down. Genuine faith will falter along the line, but it will never utterly fail. Peter came back because he was saved. Unlike Judas, because he wasn't saved, so he committed suicide. 
And so he came back because he was saved. When he was shifted, it was proven that his profession was genuine. There was some chap, but there was a, a green or real faith too in the life of Peter. You will be tested. We will be tested in the work of the Lord to prove whether we are real or not. The, the, the commitment we make to Jesus Christ is real or not. And number four, because time, looking at the clock, Jesus is also warning that, warning us that Satan would always take advantage of our boasting. Never boast on anything. In the work of the Lord, never, never say never, never trust the ability of the flesh. In our in our fight against against spiritual enemy, never. Never, never trust in the ability of the flesh. Never trust in yourself. Never. Look at verse number 33, please. Verse number 33, look at Peter. Verse number 33 in your Bible. When he was warned about Satan, you know what? How he responded? Verse number 33. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready. I want you to know that I am ready to go with thee, both in prison and to death. When Peter heard this prediction, instead of humbly asking God for his grace and mercy, he then proceeded to boast of his love and his devotion to the Lord. He vows to go to the prison or even to death to prove his allegiance to Jesus. I have heard I have heard it over and over again. People brag on their ability, people brag on their on their you know on what they what they accomplish. And uh, faith in their own selves, friend, this is this is a dangerous thing to rely upon yourself. It is a dangerous thing, I mean, to rely upon yourself and your ability to withstand temptation and testing. First Corinthians 10 verse 12, Wherefore let him that, stand, that, he, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. The safest thing to do, always, see yourself in First Corinthians 15 verse 10, But by the grace of God I am what I am. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. 1 Corinthians 1 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. 1 Corinthians 1 31, that according as it is written, that he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. If you are serving God today, glorify God for his grace bestowed on you. Glorify God for sustaining you. It is not you. It is always by the grace of God. Wherever you are and whatever you are doing for God, thank God for His grace. Whatever He's doing in your family, whatever He has done in your job, in everything in your life, go look up to God and say, Lord, thank you. And like the Apostle Paul say, I am what I am 
I have what I have by the grace of God. David told the giant, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. I had nothing compared to you. I had just a sling. What is a sling compared to a champion? But he won. He won the contest. Why? The glory was in the name of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus we have the victory. In the name of Jesus demons will have to flee. When we go in the name of Jesus. Tell me who can stand before us. In the name of Jesus we have the victory. Yes. Romans 3.27, where is boasting then? It is excluded, Paul says, meaning what is left for us, what is there for us to brag about? Nothing. 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 Peter went out and wept bitterly. The Lord saw him, looked at him, and uh, their eyes met together. And he remembered what the Lord has told him. And he couldn't, he couldn't contain, contain what, 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 what he felt that time. Oh, he was ashamed what he has done. He went out and wept bitterly. Lord, I'm sorry. I have been trusting my own self. I have been trusting so much on my own ability. Lord, I'm sorry. God resisted the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. There was an old story that I would never forget. I read that in one of my books that I, I treasure. Old stories told about the young preacher who arrogantly went to the pulpit. He was asked to preach, so he was so proud, expecting to uh, make an impression on the congregation because he, was, he, he felt he was so talented. And uh, you know, he humbly walked out of the pulpit after the sermon was a mess. And uh, it was a bomb. What happened? He asked a senior minister, the wise seasoned preacher, counseled that young man, said, Son, if you would have gone up to the pulpit the way you came down, you would have been able to come down the way you went up. Because God will not allow anyone to take any glory. Whatever we do, it's all by the grace of God. Remember that. Do not allow other people to praise you, to take pride of who you are and what you have done. Know yourself. Close every aspect, every person, every circumstance to create, you know, praise on your behalf. Whatever happens, whatever you have, everything, if there be any praise, let it go to Calvary. Humbly, let us come to God tonight. We need his help. We need his blessing. We need his strength. We are in a constant battle against Announcing forces, spiritual forces that we cannot see, but there is someone who cares for us. During this time of pandemic, Satan would always 
take advantage of us. And questioning, you know, so many things in our minds. Causing us to question God, to doubt God. Remember this. That's the work of Satan. During this time of pandemic, we need to believe that God will never leave us. We need to believe that God will provide. We are in the work of the Lord. We are in the work of the Lord. We should never stop serving God. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God preached tonight. And humbly, Lord, we come to thee in prayer tonight. To find you, Lord, as the source of our strength. The source of our blessing. Pour the blessings from heaven into our own lives tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. If you have never been saved, I hope tonight that you humbly come to the throne of God and be saved. Sir Greg, Paleo. Thank you, Pastor, for that uh, great message. We will have an invitation. We'll be singing one song, one verse due to time constraint. And uh, if you are here tonight and haven't been saved, have not been saved, which means to say you do not know where your soul go when you'll die in this world. Uh, tonight is a great opportunity. You might be asking the question, uh, how can I be saved? Okay? So God loves you. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not go to hell, but have everlasting life. You will be in heaven as God has promised. Okay. He made also assurances, and one of them he said, Romans 10.13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He made a promise, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. That's Acts 16, uh, 31. Okay, so at this time, we'd like to request uh, Brother Mark, what song are we going to sing? The song, uh, The Thing I Surrender All. Only one verse, and we will end the invitation. I hope you hear the call of God. Go ahead, Brother Mark. One. Oh, Believe and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior tonight, and be saved. When you're already saved, be part of the Great Commission. Bring others to Christ. There are still so many who are still in the dark. We need our help. We need to know the truth so that the truth will set them free. Christians, if you have a need tonight, whatever that need will be, give it to God through prayer. Please continue to pray one another. Difficult times, pandemic times. We need to pray for our pastor. We need to pray for his family, the elders, and all the members of the church. Let's pray one another and comfort one another in all these things. Church, thank you for coming. And time, let's all rise. Closing prayer. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads, and pray.
Heavenly Father and loving God, we thank you for our great preaching by our pastor. Thank you, Lord, for knowing giving us a great opportunity to trust you always that will come our way. Thank you for protecting us. And uh, Lord, knowing that Satan has access to the throne of God, but Lord, thank you for your promise, saying, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Help us, Lord, to uh, always pray in whatever situation we are in, to help us, dear Father, that whatever we do, it is for your honor and for your glory. If there is someone here who is not yet saved, we pray for the salvation of those souls. And as we are about to go home, bless us, dear Father, and continue to guide and protect us. Thank you for the victory tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless us all. May God be satanat.